came. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, <waiting> anonymously. <laughs> you are, you are, but um okay, wel- good. welcome to the second episode of the dinner table stories. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> First Girl. episode was kind of a pilot, kind of a tester, because you know, I'm learning how to use anchor again. But um this is what I was really here for. The first one, we kind of just rolled with it, which I find is the best formula to just roll with it. Like, what do you have to talk about? What, What's on your mind? What do you need to get out? Like, that's like a, it's like a version of my form of therapy, if that makes sense. You know, but this one, though, this one's excited uh, for this one. And you were actually the person I was going to bring on for this one. So this is amazing. And yeah, we can still be anonymous. I mean, you can shout yourself out if you want, but Man. I'm just telling people my name's Seven. That's about it. I'm not going to give any details on my my or my Instagram. not going to go that far. It's just, um, yeah, we're here to talk about anything and everything, you know? Because I do, I do want to do an episode about like, politics maybe police officers and you know like safeness mm. maybe some church people <laughs> <laughs> you know like just anything's up in game but this is i think this one i'm pretty excited to make it like my first official episode and we're talking skinwalkers we're talking shapeshifters mm-hmm. we're talking native lure and this is um like I said, this is one I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, I feel like there's so much out there currently that's been like not watered down, but just explored <laughs> about like skinwalkers and I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've talked about and one on one and like with other people. Yeah. I feel those things don't necessarily get to see the light of day because we we right. read things, we talk to people, like we experience a lot of different people and stories and um, the stuff online just seems to be like clickbait. <laughs> I was just about to say, dude, it's more just you know, like just you're, you're like playing. A lot of people don't actually know the mm-hmm. history or the background behind it, and it's like, oh, here's a new scary story. You know what I mean? Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's to me, it's become very Hollywood, mm-hmm. where it's you're starting to see it more in Hollywood recently, which is very interesting. <laughs> you know, um, but I don't think a lot of people really know the background and the lure behind it yeah and so i've definitely this is something that i've been waiting to talk about it's just i was trying to get my podcast in the in the right direction to where we could you know create an episode that's just strictly like skinwalkers and native american lure um Mm -hmm. based on you know that i guess Because of how I wanted this podcast to go, based more on the 
black magic or witchcraft side of Native American lore. Because I actually have a story <laughs> where I believe I experienced it in person, you know, and that's that's yeah. something that will stay with me my entire life. I mean, some people can say, you know, like a haunting or a traumatic experience, but to me, it was just like, there's, there, I have no words to explain it, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can try, but the thing that I like to bring up too, when it comes to, let's say ghost experiences or haunting experiences it's it's so hard to describe in words because in the astral there is no communication it's Mm -hmm. a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for telepathic yeah and emotion and feeling you know you don't have to say anything it's like your, your body goes through this shock or it goes through this emotion. It goes through this frozen state. Like there's, there's so much feeling going on. You don't have to say anything, you know, and that being said, it's very hard to put into words. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why this is like one of the most, like I said, exciting episodes that I've wanted to portray because it's like, how do we put this into words? Like an experience that lasted not even 30 seconds. Like, I feel like I can talk about for hours, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. And again, since it's happened, I've seen it pop up a lot more in, I guess you'd call it pop culture, right? Like <laughs> you, got, you got Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. You have um, the and- new new movie that just came out called antlers yeah i haven't seen that in any of the theaters around here i haven't either <laughs> and then i yeah it was released a month ago right and then on top of that skinwalker ranch like there's so much out there on the internet where people literally just think that the skinwalker is only a skinwalker ranch right right and no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I want to talk about it because I, I can talk about skin just by itself. Like, yeah. So, um, Do you mind if I like intro some indigenous you legends? Can, you can do whatever, man. It's open game. Okay. We're at the dinner table. You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I want to say, like in the spring, my my mom was over in like the Seattle area. And she collects, like, indigenous newspapers. Okay. And so she sent me an article, and there was this art that um, one of the local people where her friend lives, they submitted some art to the paper, and it was these, like, dark horror indigenous paintings and they were in a traditional style so it was really cool to see Mm -hmm. but then underneath it there was a story and it was about uh, a wild man that left the tribe so this is obviously back before colonization happened so a wild man left the tribe and people believed that he died out in the wilderness and later 
in the evenings where the moon was a dark moon or a new moon like it is today right um they would they would see these giant glowing eyes out in the water and so they believed that he drowned in the water but this thing would come back and it would use its glowing eyes to tempt people out into the water and oh, then wow. over them basically turning them in and so they had different names for it but the one that um so there there's another tribe that was from the muckleshoot tribe but there's another tribe called the Kwakwakwak, and they call it Bukwis. And so it's just really interesting to see that different um, tribes from before colonization had different names for this thing that would literally like lure people away from their, you know, their homes or their communities that they had. And then those people would turn into that thing, which is basically what we hear commonly with the skinwalker. That's interesting because it, it, I was just about to break away and talk about, um, like I said, the lure. You come from these past times, like you said, before colonization, right? Mm -hmm. But that story also resonates with, like, let's say, vampires. Yeah. If you get bitten by a vampire, you become a vampire, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, the Skinwalker lure, honestly, it ranges all over the United States to, I want to say the Southern part of Canada. But I mean, if you literally drew a haze from like, let's say Maine and New York, like the, you know, the East coast all the way to the West coast, it's, it's the entire yeah. border of the United States, like in Canada. So it's like, in Walker Ranch is located in Utah, right? <laughs> and the northern northern part of um, Arizona, if you cut Arizona in half, the northern part is still pretty inhabited with Native Americans. So, yeah, I mean this this goes all over the place. It's almost like, and it brings me to the fact where <clears throat> you look at cultures that were you know, across the world, literally, and they're drawing the same entity. They're drawing the same spirit. They're drawing the same gods. Yeah. Before cell phones and before internet. So it's like, how are you finding a sculpture, you know, in South America that's located in China and, you know, like, you know, all over the place. Australia, which is an island, like how are you just getting the same image? Yeah, all over the world, you know. So the Skinwalker definitely it, it has its roots in Native American for sure, but it's also it's I would just say indigenous, I guess, because Native American, like I said, it's it's all borders. You know what I mean? It's wars, it's borders, it's colonization. So it's if we can go prehistory. This is just prehistoric world, you know? It literally, like, breaks down to this thing has been here longer than we have, or as long. Totally. 100%. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, I feel like Skinwalker Ranch became a thing, especially because it's in Utah, of all places, 
the and I'm just gonna say this. I don't care if it hurts anyone's feelings. No, that's that's it's open game. We could talk okay. about. <laughs> oh, so, we all know that fucking Utah is the Mormon capital of the fucking world. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're the people that constantly steal indigenous wisdom, practices, teachings, mythology, everything. They steal that shit and they sell it, and that's how they make money. Yep. And so, to me, Skinwalker Ranch, it's no surprise that it's huge. It's a huge deal because the people that live in the area are the kind of people that would market and sell that shit until it bleeds dry. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I um, I drove through Utah recently. Mm-hmm. I drove through seven states. And I have never... I mean, you talk about, like, internal vibes, feels. You know, the feels. Yeah. Entire time I was in Utah, I felt like shit, man. Like I hated it. I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to like gun for the border. I'm like, I want to get out of here. Like this is just, you know, it's it's a beautiful state. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful state. But I just did not like the vibes in Utah. Out of all seven states I was in, I hated Utah the the, the worst. <laughs> Your DNA is all reacting to the white supremacy. <laughs> That probably all that fucking Catholic church bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm like, get me out of here. Fucking Mormons and their bullshit and their no alcohol. And, you know, right. like, get me out of here. And that's the thing, too. Like, they, like, recently it's been coming out where people are like, I left the LDS church because they're basically white supremacists, but nice. Pretty much. <laughs> like, Pretty they don't much. kill people, but yeah. they teach that they're the best and chosen race out of everyone. And they don't kill people anymore. We'll say that. But at the same time, like, that's the reason why these things are out here. Like, because in the stories, they wouldn't just, like, attack a random person. You had to go looking for this thing. You had yeah. to follow yeah. this thing. That's interesting. You know what else You know what else I got, too, when you were talked about um, the eyes out in the ocean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sirens. Yeah. The, Greek, the Greek philosophy of like sirens where like the sounds or the calls pull um, yeah. like what, what would you call that? Um, travelers to it. Mm-hmm. it. It's pretty interesting how everything kind of links up. Here. And that's, that, that's, you know, one thing that I, I love to talk about is the, I want to say coincidences. What would you call it? The synchronicities yeah. or, or the overlapping like I call it like the web of life where it's literally, you know, things kind of, you, you bring it down into a shorter or more reasonable aspect and everything's kind of connected in some way. Mm-hmm. I know you sent that image on Instagram about the esoteric books and it just reminded me of this too. Like, and it's not one person has all the answers. It's right. I have an experience. You have an experience. Yes. Overlap. Mm-hmm. And and really like because where I live, like I'm five hours away from the Canadian border. Okay. I'm six hours away from the ocean. And I've lived all over this like state. And so when I look at, at my like genealogy and stuff, my family migrated from the ocean inland and all across that that entire like journey that they took there's tons of stories of interactions with the fucking skinwalker 
And right. then we also get into things like the stick Indians because they also lure people. Yes. And not necessarily into the ocean, but off cliffs or into the fucking forest. Yep. And you know what? Again, with the whole web and connections, what always fascinates me is, especially with Native American lure, not only with like, let's just, let's, let's again, bring it back down to like Skinwalker. With Skinwalker, you get um, occultism, witchcraft, demons, aliens, like all of it in the same bubble. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so fascinating because it's, it's so big now. You know, you have people that study UFOs. You have people that study aliens. You have people that study demons, ghosts, this, 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 and this. But I mean, just the Native American skinwalker lure, you get a little bit of all of that. Literally. And it's amazing. It's amazing. That's why this was one of my, like I said, this was one of my most fascinating topics that I, I really wanted <laughs> to speak on. And I think you, automatically, you were the first person I wanted to talk to about it because, you know, <laughs> about it, if not, you know, educated on it, so... And that's the thing, too, like, when we talked about this before. We've talked about it so many times. (laughs) I know, for real. When we talked about it before, um, I remember one time you brought something up and it just, it kind of hit me. Like, I I learned things from an elder that teaches how to shapeshift. Right. Think of, like, the fucking skinwalker. Mm -hmm. This thing used to be human learned how to shapeshift and uses that for bad. Right. And so like when I when I work with the sacred teachings that I do, I, I think of that. Like literally one negative feeling, emotion or thought can turn into a fucking demon. <laughs> right. 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 You know what's fascinating too is I, I'll I'll get into my story eventually. Um, I'll get into my story eventually, but I guess to bring it into like a simplistic form. I saw a deer shapeshift mm-hmm. to a demon, mm-hmm. and the thing that I've been holding on, where I'm trying to break, let's say. Um, like, because fear is your number one enemy. If you're if you're alive and you're living, you know, I, I personally don't believe that demons can hurt you because it's nothing can break your free will unless you let it. You know, we we have all the power, especially if we do have um, my family. I, I know for a fact. Um, my great grandpa was was Apache, born on a reservation, but registered as a Mexican American because natives were getting pushed out so bad, mm-hmm. you know that he didn't even. It was like, it bums me out now. I mean, it's always bummed me out, but it's like, it's like if you were native, why didn't you just say you were Nate? You know what I mean? Like it's like, but. It, <laughs> seems kind of like a holocaust type deal where it's like i can't i can't you know i'm i'm brown so i could just tell them i'm mexican (laughs) you know but like i literally have no family in mexico (laughs) i've never been to mexico 
nobody in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I guess a funny story. I'm just gonna go off whatever. I'm brown. My family's Native American. My last name is Spanish. So <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. The easiest way I explain it to people is I'm like, you guys have seen Pocahontas, right? <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, John Smith fucked an Indian and you got me. That's that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? My last name's Spanish, like from Spain. Like Spain conquered the fucking Indians, man. Like I'm fucking Indian. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's just kind of it, it always bumped up. Everyone called me Mexican. And I'm like, dude, I don't even speak Spanish. Like, not from Mexico, man. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I play hockey. I love racing and I skateboard. Like, what the fuck? I'm not fucking Mexican you'd ever meet, you know? But <laughs> I've always just felt it in my blood that, like, the earth and the stars and you know, there's more than than just the creator. There's so much more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I do feel that oneness with the earth, and it's always been my like life goal to find my place. I guess you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like I said, it's up in game. I could talk shit. It's okay, but but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I've, I've always just felt that connection. And especially with the darkness, with the darkness, like I don't fear the darkness because especially growing up, there's a lot of fucked up shit that like grandparents will tell you and you don't realize it until you get older. You know, there was um, there was one thing that my grandpa used to tell me and he's like, the dead can't hurt you. The living are more scary. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you can get shot walking down to the store, but you know, you see a ghost in the in the house. It's like, what's it gonna do? <laughs> you know, Literally. you're the one. You're the one that's beating the fear. Like, can't touch you. You see it, yeah, but why are you scared? <laughs> you know, like it's it's interesting. I don't know. It's a whole interesting thing. So it, and I saw a lot of things more when I was a child. You know, so it started popping up more um i want to say in the last like four years like the last four or five years i started seeing more and more again and it was like like those those reoccurrences where it's like what the fuck dude like i i thought this was all like your imagination i thought i was going crazy and it's like now i'm seeing this shit like clear as day like what the fuck (laughs) um it's really hard to explain but I do believe I've seen a shapeshifter. And the thing that got me, though, was starting to study pagan lore. And again, with the, the spider webs and the ties, it's like I do have a connection with my native ancestors, 100%. But in pagan lore, you have the antler god, you know, which could either be a stag or... Mm-hmm kind of transforms into like a goat which would be like the goat headed man or you know in Christian it's like Satan like that type of shit or it's 
it's very fucking interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? To say the least, it's very interesting. I'm like, did I see the pagan god or did I see a shapeshifter? Like, what what am I what did I actually experience? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I guess with the feeling and the inside, it, it was like a, it was just a pure shock. It was pure shock where you're frozen in fear because you're like, am I really fucking seeing this right now? <laughs> you know? Like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And I actually had somebody there with me who saw it with me. And I, I could tell they were scared too. And we just looked at each other and I'm, they were like, you saw that? And I was like, what the fuck? Really? You know, like it was like, I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so interesting. I don't know. It's, yeah. But yeah, getting into, you know, shadow realms, shadow people, ghosts, demons, it's like, what are we actually experiencing here, honestly? <laughs> Which is why I want to talk about it. I love it. I love Hello, it. life on Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then again, you know, going back to like being a child and having my grandpa be like, they can't hurt you. People hurt you. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> so what do I do in this situation? I don't know. It's interesting and it's, I love to deep dive into it now because, you know, I, I think I've just kind of found my, my footing in the last few years where I have experienced it more and it got, it started getting more exciting as opposed to scary. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, I saw it. I knew I wasn't crazy. As opposed, to, hunter. <laughs> as opposed to when you're, when you're a child and you see it and you're frozen in fear and you want to sleep with the lights on for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm like, dude, I see you motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, what's up? What are you doing to tell me? <laughs> As I'm more afraid of some cartel motherfuckers like shooting me over a fucking brain. (laughs) And that's where I'm at now. (laughs) And there's definitely like, I don't know, I feel like there are people out there too that um, are going to be like, no, it can actually hurt you. I've seen people get drug off. And it's like, yeah, but if you believe the that's just it is the the fear i think the yeah. fear the, the like okay good example a lot of people like to bring up like disney movies like let's talk monsters inc what feeds monster city fear really, <laughs> i just saw an ad for fucking monsters inc they're having some anniversary or something no way that's crazy really and that was on like linkedin of all fucking places and <laughs> After you kind of start deep diving and start experiencing it and figuring it out and stop being scared, literally stop mm-hmm. being scared. You know, you, you rewatch movies like Monsters Inc. and you're like, dude, fear and screams feed their power. Like that's yeah. what? <laughs> what? I Am feel I- like that also goes into like what you shared last podcast. I think you shared it last podcast or off the podcast. But um there was something that you shared with us and the person had explained I'm trying to think while I'm talking. Um, yeah, it's all good. 
Oh, about the church. Basically, like, how they felt betrayed by the church because they would basically tell them, oh, you can't look into it, or it's demonic, or it's bad. Yeah. But they didn't necessarily give them the tools to deal with it. <clears throat> right. Anything. Right. And I feel like that's what keeps fear alive, is the ignorance. Yep. And also, I want to say in the last few years, again, like just really getting into the deep dive and really just kind of choosing the life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you have to make a pact. You have to cross what, what, I, what we like to call crossing the portal. You know, to where you're like, I'm leaving normal human life to understand a greater understanding. Mm-hmm. We like to say everything like occultism, it's all hidden in plain sight. And you realize that you're actually under a spell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me backtrack here. I'm kind of losing track. With the fear aspect. What, bring, bring it back again. I'm, I'm losing. What did you say a second ago? You Oh. the church not preparing people to deal with demonic or fear okay forces. perfect perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, so that the church basically practices astrology okay so let me mm-hmm. let's say the vatican not just the church the vatican practices astrology and witchcraft so they tell the masses that this is scary this is wrong don't fucking yeah. touch it you know so that we can keep you under control because once you start understanding yourself, understanding astrology, understanding that you have a bond with the earth, you are a part of the stars that you can do more. You have the power. You are a magician. You Mm -hmm. can happen. But when they tell you, dude, don't touch it. Your life's going to be ruined. You're going to be cursed forever. And your life's going to be fucked up. It's like, (laughs) It's like, okay, so everybody gets scared and they don't do it. But as soon as you cross that portal and start to see shit happen before your eyes, you're like, whoa, you know, I I went against the norm and I'm starting to understand, you know, the deeper meaning behind things. And I, I see what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know, which is interesting because the Vatican of all of all people or things or structures or whatever you want to call it they house so many like relics and books Mm -hmm. and grimoires and just so many different things i mean dude they have like the actual books written about like demons and astrology and they they have all of that and then they tell us it's evil because they don't want us to fucking touch it or look into it because they know that once you get past a certain line, you can manipulate things. And they you don't can, want to go you there. Can, you can create, you can manipulate, you can do things that people think are impossible. Yeah. But again, you look at like spelling, right? Like we like in witchcraft, we like to call them spells, right? So you look at spelling. So break down the word impossible. I'm possible, right? Like, no, that's impossible. That's impossible. Nothing's impossible, literally. 
and that's awesome why they have these standard like learning institutions that because a lot of people like to like to say that we were aspects of the creator broken up into different versions of perspective yeah so if you are possible i've heard multiple times that imagination is the key to creation Mm -hmm. because if you can imagine it if you can think it it is possible and it's pretty because uh but don't go there it's evil it's crazy you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) i was talking to another like human design analyst and the conversation was about incarnation and one of the things that was brought up because i i had mentioned like oh i love meeting ancient souls yeah but every now and then i get a new incarnation in my appointments and it's also cool to experience a soul that's never been here and so when i said that they were like yeah but all of the old ancients are no longer around because we're we are crystals in the cosmos that get selected to incarnate. And I was like, uh, yeah, but you know, we're still incarnating in new bodies. It doesn't mean that we're in our old bodies. Right. But in, in human design, it's like when man was able to talk, the body and the chakras changed and allowed the throat center to be developed. And then when man gained consciousness, uh, then our third eye and crown chakras started to develop. But when we sleep, those centers turn off. And so it was just interesting because he was saying that basically like ancient souls can't incarnate, but they can, they just incarnate in a new body. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, when I was looking at that Millennium Thoth Tarot and the death card, I had remembered telling you that I loved that card the most because you literally see death freaking imprinting semen. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> yep. around, like, oh, death's over there, just gonna add a little, like, psycho or a fucking skinwalker into the damn genetic code. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's... That's what's crazy about, like, um, let's say, like, Aleister Crowley. I study a lot of Crowley. Mm-hmm. And I always like to bring up that I don't, you know, I don't worship anyone. You know, God, demon, person, especially human being, you know. Mm-hmm. Crowley, Crowley, you know, he, he had a lot of great inspiration. He also had a lot of things that, you know, were pretty taboo for today. But I don't hold him higher than anyone else that's yeah. that's us. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. It's like he was still a human being. He had great insights. He did a lot of studying. You know, he had the opportunity to not have to work a normal job because he came from a rich family. But he did do a lot of experiments and he did hold magic very, very high. Mm-hmm. In a sense of where he... Like I said, experiments, it's, it's science. So <clears throat> again, taking it back to, let's say the Vatican, like, don't do this, it's evil. You know, he was the, he was the person who was like, okay, science says if you can't reproduce it, it's not real, right? But science is actually experimenting. 
literally just experimenting like what works for you what works for you might not work for anybody else like like let's let's take it back to the to the first episode we were talking about with marijuana right <laughs> you can smoke sativa and you might pass out but you know what sativa to me i'm, I'm gonna produce the best art i've ever created in my life literally <laughs> you know everybody has a different genetic code has a different um reaction everybody has a different perspective there's everybody's different and that's what's amazing about the perspective of breaking up the creator into perspectives yeah if, if, is if we are all god experiencing the world or the universe at one time through different lenses then we should embrace our differences because our differences are what make us, you know, sexual. Yeah. And I feel like that was the exact point of demonizing all those things that the Vatican holds, you know, right. like, right, right, right. They don't want anyone knowing that. They don't want anyone knowing how to do the stuff that they're doing. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what's interesting too? You brought it up earlier, uh, kind of backtracking to the Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. Um, somebody who wants to remain unnamed, I want to say in the last like two years, mm-hmm. bought the ranch, but they don't they don't want to be acknowledged. Yeah. So it's like, okay, hey, we we bought the ranch. We're gonna fence it off we're gonna only let high entry level people in here to do study but it's like it's it's under a new ownership but the owner whoever it is does not want to be named and it and it's interesting because you brought back the fact of um commercialization where it's like well we're gonna sign it Channel or Discovery Channel, and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna out of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what the fuck, dude? Like, how much of the shit are you uh, that you're watching is actually legit? You know, because we know for a fact, for a fact, you can look at like ghost hunters. Okay, these guys actually do go out and do paranormal investigation, but you see how hyped the TV makes it, you know. <laughs> Where they're like, oh my god, oh my god, and then it's like commercial, yeah. And then you come back and they're like, I almost tripped, like broken ass board. <laughs> and you're like, really? You made me wait four minutes for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, you have people that leave those teams because of that too. Like, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. And you have to dramatize it. You mm-hmm. have dramatize it like okay perfect example and i love to talk about this i love to talk about this um ed and lorraine warren yeah the biggest names in ghost hunting because they were the ones who basically started it i mean ed was ordained by the vatican he was a demonologist lorraine was a psychic medium they did um everybody knows during you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um Let's look at The Nun. 
the director was the one who actually portrayed the nun as the nun. Because Ed and Lorraine were actually very Christian and Catholic. They believed in Jesus. They believed in the church. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, they did. They did. No, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is interesting, you know, knowing that Lorraine was, you know, psychic medium and she could see shit. So basically the true story for anybody listening, <laughs> the true story is when she got to the conjuring house, the demon she saw, which was actually the lock, which is in the Goetia, <laughs> um, she saw as a black vortex, a whole uh, black mass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a black cloud, I guess, for people who don't understand. <clears throat> a black cloud just kind of, you know, hovering. The movie created a evil-looking nun. You know, because it's Hollywood. And they're like, well, you guys are Christian. So I'm going to go as far, far right as I can, <laughs> you know, to portray the complete opposite. Because we needed something to people to relate to that they didn't understand. It's just, all. It's so. just you know what? But it like, again, when you actually walk in and you mm. understand what's going on, it's just such bullshit, man. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, why don't you just show us the reality of it? Why don't you show... Like, dude, if I saw a black cloud floating around, I'd still be scared, you know? But you had to make it a fucking Maryland-ass-looking nun with sharp... <laughs> <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck, man? Like, like, Annabelle. There actually was Annabelle conduit doll, mm-hmm. but it's it's a raggedy Ann doll. You know, if anybody's old enough to know what the fuck Raggedy Ann is, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it was actually Raggedy Ann. And then, you know, you, it looks like, you know, Bride of Chucky Point Two. Like, okay, you guys, what the fuck? You made this creepy ass looking fucking doll when really I would actually be more scared of a Raggedy Ann. Literally. literally. <laughs> like, what? So, Hollywood. What's more scary than something that looks so, benevolent but isn't? So you, yeah. So when you actually, again, cross that portal and go one hundred percent into this life, mm-hmm. you start to realize how much bullshit Hollywood is, man. Yeah. You know, like fuck. It's just. Yeah, that 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 kind of get that that's one of those things that grinds my gears, dude. It it really grinds my gears because it's like I even have the nun tattooed on myself, honestly. And when I found out it was a black vortex, I was like, "You fucking liar!" <laughs> like now I got this bullshit ass nun tattooed on me. Like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> like fuck, just be real about it, because. I've been there. I've been there waking up and seeing just a black mess. Like, and you don't you don't know what the fuck. It's just the crazy thing about darkness or evil is like let's say it's three in the morning and you know all your lights are off and it's dark. It's darker than the darkness. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've seen it too. <laughs> it's pure black, dude. And like and honestly. How do you portray that in a film? So it's 
yeah, it's it's a whole nother that's a whole nother talk, I guess. <laughs> literally, literally, I have to care about fucking like god shadows, <laughs> I guess, or yeah. But no, yeah, I I feel like the shit. Even when they talk about um space and um god why did i just blink the darkness is the opposite of space it's the black like the black holes or the black matter black matter black matter there you go dark matter dark matter there you go. yeah you know what what trips me out too is learning about the abyss in kabbalah <laughs> or spirituality learning about just the abyss and hearing that black matter has been brought up more often than not recently in space where it's like yeah you see light you see stars you see planets but it's more black matter than anything and you're like well what's black matter dude like what and then people are starting to bring out that space is more like liquid than air and you're like, what? So is space the abyss? Like, I mean, fuck, dude, there's just so much shit going on. It's like, what What are you not telling us, honestly? But at the same time, like, do you think we really know because we have human eyes and human thoughts? <laughs> like, whatever's out there and is alive would probably know more about the abyss than we do because we don't live in it. <laughs> And on top of that, I really don't think we've actually even been out there. Yeah. I don't think we've been fucking out there. <laughs> Honestly. Mm. I, really don't. I think we've been into our atmosphere and our, you know, under the dome, if you want to call it a dome. I'm not saying we're flat earth, but I do believe there's some sort of a barrier. Firmament. Yeah. I do believe in the firmament. It's interesting too because uh, and like in some ancient indigenous practices, they believe that because we're cosmic, we have void energy in us. Right. And in order to actually get through to enlightenment, you have to go through it. 100%. Yep. And it actually takes you back to Egyptian philosophy where was it Amun who had to separate himself to find like the pieces of himself through the darkness but in the darkness or abyss it was explained in text as like dark waters. Yeah, and it was an entity that lived that was alive too. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so again, it just it all it all ties back to this spider web of you know origin and so fascinating. It's so fascinating. I love talking about it. Cause I don't think anybody actually really takes the time to deep dive. You know, it's like I'm a Christian and that's it. In the story. You know, Jesus died. <laughs> Jesus died, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there's so, much, there's so like... much that happened. Like, how how do you how are you just gonna stick to that story? 
you know. Yeah. There's and a crawling. Like we're in such there. turmoil too. It just it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I'm literally looking up my book of doors. <laughs> but um yeah, let's reel it back to skinwalkers again. <laughs> so skinwalker is an indigenous person who takes the oath to become a witch, quote unquote, correct? And the, here, here's another fascinating thing. People in Hollywood talk about selling their souls or sacrificing something mm-hmm. to gain, correct? Yeah. So Skinwalker has to, in order to become the shapeshifter Skinwalker, you have to sacrifice one of your blood, correct? Mm-hmm. So that's another fascinating thing to, to jump yeah and i don't i guess for anyone out there that is listening that's into like actual esoteric stuff um when we say witch it's a broad term but we're looking at like shamanism or quandanismo like and if they're used in a way that's malevolent black magic yeah that's I don't like saying black magic because I don't like to. Yeah, but anyways, to colorize. I understand. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to racialize magic. I understand. No, I understand. <laughs> I trust black Level people and black okay. magic over white people and white magic. Anyways. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. You got a point. That's good. That, that's what I want to talk about. I love it. Good. Good point. Good point. But yeah, I just I feel like um, it's dangerous too with like. Utah, for instance, the people that are contacting this entity there, they could take indigenous teachings and turn that shit around and become a fucking skinwalker. Yeah. Like, the other thing that kind of freaked me out too after the whole like revelation of like, oh my gosh, I'm like. I'm doing these same things that the Skinwalker does. I actually have in my, like, Mayan astrology, they do everything by a different system. So it's instead of, like, the Zodiac, you have um, energies or deities. I guess they're not necessarily deities, but they're beings that are more than human and they reside in the sky and then they favor your DNA. And so mine, they call it the deer, but it's not a deer. It's far from a fucking deer. And so when I saw that in my chart, I'm like, oh my God, skinwalkers in my damn chart. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit, dude, we're, you know, I mean, Interesting. That's interesting. Pharrell? I believe it, though. That's just it, is I believe it, man. I've seen it. I've fucking seen it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, it's it's something that you, you really can't explain. There's no words to put to it. Yeah. When you've been in certain situations, 
or synchronicities or experiences, some of them are hard to put in words because there are no words. Yeah, and I feel like that's where art comes in, too. Oh, totally. Totally. I had recently, dude, I had... I bought a spirit that for some reason, I think it's because it was Halloween, maybe. Mm-hmm. Halloween, Halloween, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, a bunch of magazines were coming out about like ghost hunting and ghosts and spirits and demons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There was one that I bought, and I remember sending it to you actually. Um, there was a picture in the magazine that corresponded with a picture that I drew in my journal like four years ago, maybe five years ago with something that I actually experienced. That was pretty, not only validating, but it was just like, I saw it and my heart sank, you know? And I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like it almost just brought me back. Like, um, some people will talk about like time travel when you either smell something or you eat something or you hear a song and it takes you back to a certain thing that you have had experienced in life. As soon as I saw that picture, it just, it pulled me back 100%. To where I was like, oh my fucking God. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of those nights I woke up Freaked the fuck out. Had to two different people. Like, like, dude, I don't care what you're doing. I just need, I need somebody here with me right now. <laughs> like, I am not gonna sleep the rest of the night. Like, I am just what? I don't know what the fuck just happened. I like, but it was so strong that I, I drew it in my journal, and then almost the same exact picture was in this magazine you know mm-hmm. it's uh like i said it's it's more than words and that and that's where i think that people who understand the spiritual journey or the portal jumping that it's more than words you you yeah. you can't describe it so i i love that you brought up art cuz you just have to draw it it's like i can't i can't explain it i just gonna try to portray it to you as as best as i can because there's there's no way i want to be able to explain this and then people did with sculptures and art yeah yeah I read something the other day that said that when the Chemites were using hieroglyphics, only 5% of the population actually knew how to make hieroglyphics. And it was so hard, or even cuneiform, it was so hard for them to teach it because no one understood what it, you know, how to, how to write or how to, how to create language. And they had so many experiences that they didn't know how to form into words. They didn't know how to conceptualize it. And so that partially like led to them documenting it in images. 
which is interesting because I've, I've heard a lot of people bring up uh, emojis. Mm-hmm. The way we talk about emojis now, it's like it's like our modern hieroglyphics. It's funny because today I literally said to a business partner, like, "Hang on, I gotta add an emoji in there to humanize it." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like thinking to myself, this ain't humanizing it at all. <laughs> no, it's 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 like a modern day technology mixed with hieroglyphics, yeah. which is um, which is hilarious because I mean shit, you can put three emojis together and people will know what you're saying, right? <laughs> like it's kind of like a ABCs of like possibly what hieroglyphics could have meant in a past time. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do they call those pictograms? Yeah. There's um there's a there's a page that I follow on Instagram. I believe it's Egyptology Studies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll do lives and just bring up um you know pictorial visuals of you know tombs and um hieroglyphics where they try to explain what everything means and i mean all in all it does feel like i'm just studying old school emoji (laughs) (laughs) i remember you sent that to me and yeah yeah. painting the they're like painting a so a, a what do you call it a door they were painting a door which is a section of one of the pyramids and while they were painting it they were explaining like what everything meant and that was the coolest thing to me because it's literally a story just in images or yeah. the aztec codex it's all images and symbolism well there's um one of my favorite podcasts is a tinfoil hat podcast Mm-hmm. old old episodes um it's it's one of, one of these guys i'm not i'm not i would have to look look it up i might look it up right now just so i know who i'm talking about um the guy said that he's had dreams with thoth mm-hmm. and they talk about the journey through the pyramids and all the hieroglyphics are actually explaining how to make it through like the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And they bring up that images, which brings me back to, you know, modern day witchcraft. Um, not only hieroglyphics, but like sigils and symbolism. Yeah. That your your mind actually reacts to symbolism, whether you understand it or not. That's just like human design. Like I have to tell people, you're gonna see stuff, and it's gonna like wake stuff up in your DNA. And yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so his yeah. name is his name is Sean Bopri, mm-hmm. and it's number four oh seven on Tinfoil Hat. He brings this up because he said that he had like, you know, a um what I'm looking for. 
when your dreams are like <laughs> um what was that when your dreams are actually what do you call that so there's lucid dreams lucid 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 thank you where he's traveling to another realm and he's met up with Thoth, and Thoth is like, you've been here so many times. <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, what are you even talking about? And he's like, dude, you've been here so many times. Like, you haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he basically explained to him that all the hieroglyphics is a story. Yeah. And the deeper you go into the tomb, the more you're supposed to understand the journey that you're supposed to take so it's like it's like i guess if you made a tomb nowadays it'd just be filled with emojis right <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun. literally literally so it's just kind of funny how i mean people say like history repeats itself or you know we're, we're just like reincarnating or we're recycling or you know, we're playing this game over and over until we figure it out. But that our mind responds to symbols, which is interesting because, again, you look at different cultures, everybody speaks different languages. Yeah. But if you have pictorials or statues or pictures or, you know, different things that you don't need words for. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe conscious is actually really taken in different things. When... Which again, which again, bringing it, bringing it back to skinwalkers, <laughs> like we keep going off track, bringing it back to skinwalkers. It's like, so is this the antlered pagan god? Is it a skinwalker? Is it Native American lure? Like what's actually really going on here? Yeah, you know what I mean. It could actually trace back all to the same shit, really. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to say witch like it's fucking cool, but in reality, you're 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 playing with, you know. Uh, I guess lower lower vibrational, is higher maybe. vibrational. I'm trying not to bring color into <laughs> because because dude, I I love to explain magic as music. Yeah, you know and okay, so for me, I love 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 heavy metal, right? The more advanced heavy metal has gotten, mm-hmm. the ones that actually sing and preach demonic and satanic they're down tuned down tuned right so if music and vibrations play a play a part in all of this the most demonic music is going to be down tuned like a lot does that make sense yeah like you have standard tuning standard you know, every guitar is going to be tuned to standard, which is what we call standard. And then it's like, okay, you go to Slayer, that's down tuned to one. You know, you go to fucking Linkin Park, that's down tuned two. 
you go to and that's down tune like free. Does that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the darker the music, like oh we're talking about demons, we fucking worship Satan. Your your guitar is gonna be down tuned this many levels to where you down tune so much you might as well be playing a bass, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's that's the way I've understood vibration. You know, you really want to go that fucking low. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go as low as we can. You have your standard, like your your level. We're gonna go down one. We're gonna go down two. We're gonna go down three. We're gonna go down four. And you know what? There's really not much more room to down. Unless unless all of us just come out with bases, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, like like literally, I can think of like the darkest like dude. Literally, one of the darkest bands that I do is Filth. You know, like literally Filth, and they 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 play like eight string and they're like down tune like as much as you can, you know. So it really kind of made me understand that vibrational. Or when you're really that low, low, you know, again, looking into, you know, words, it's like we're this low (laughs) and, you know, we're playing and we're singing about demons. It's like, look at the vibrations, though, as opposed to like a pop punk or happy music when you're jumping around singing. It's like, dude, we're... We're going as low as we can, <laughs> literally. We're trying to travel to the depths of hell, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's cool too. I just saw a podcast the other day, and an astrologer was relating the aspects of the planets against each other as music notes and. So, like, applying that to what you just said, it's like you can you can have a fucking planet that's vibrating at a low frequency. One hundred percent. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos of um, space turned into like not just music but uh, sound? Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been Saturn. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's one planet that straight up sounds like a fucking horror movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stand listening to those. But that reminds me of fucking uh, DOA on Netflix. Have you seen that? Possibly. So on there, the the sorry, spoiler alert. The guy that's kidnapping all the people... <laughs> He records sounds, I think it's from Saturn or Jupiter. Oh. He's listening to the sounds of that and then tortures them by putting headphones on them and making them listen to it. And it drives them insane. Yep. Sounds about right. (laughs) There's been certain planetary um, sounds I've listened to that I'm just like, dude... Are you guys joking, or is this really what space sounds like? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that sounds like a fucking horror movie. It sounds like some. 
It makes sense. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Event Horizon too. <laughs> totally. Totally. I remember that one. It's a good reference. Insanity, man. I'm telling you. The world is um, crazy. And like I said, we can, I mean, we can just go off into so many different directions. Yeah. I think we've hardly talked about Skinwalker Ranch and this is where it started. (laughs) (laughs) Literally literally anything that we could talk about will relate back to Skinwalkers. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's amazing too is, I mean, you watch some basic bullshit fucking Netflix or whatever Skinwalker Ranch. It's like, oh, it's inhabited by demons. There's aliens. There's... (laughs) Native lure, there's this, there's that. It's it it all really kind of does come back. Yeah. I know I totally when I saw like skinwalker shows on Hulu and shit, I'm like, cool. Because I grew up hearing like different stories. But then when I'm watching it, I'm like I'm like, I'm literally watching these people trying to have an experience and not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the worst part about television too, man, is, is again, you can't, you can't recreate the experience. They just, they're trying to make it Hollywood. Yeah. You know, when, when again, like you, you see things in person or you feel things, especially feeling, you know, mm-hmm. like, again, if you see some dark matter and it's nighttime you know, how are you going to portray that on film? You know, this is why they start to create like, oh, well, we made some dude dress up in a goat suit and walk around so that we could get like a shadow of a goat dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so horrible, man. It's like, that's not what happened, man. Like, it just, it hits you in your heart. I don't know. I can't portray that shit on TV and then scientists will come in and be like well we haven't been able to do it three times so it's not real and it's like you motherfucker right fucking idiots I know what I fucking saw what are yeah. you about yeah it's just science is you really think about that too like scientists are there to make people feel comfortable right right exactly because again, I believe that the true definition of science is actually experimenting to knowing what works for you, what works for you. Like, for instance, if you're a shaman and you're one out of like eight people, okay, and you're the one that's feeling all of this shit, we've already deciphered that you're the shaman, okay? No one else is feeling it. But you're the one that can connect to everybody, you know, but, but the, the nowadays 2000s science is going to be like, well, no one else is feeling it. So it's not real. (laughs) Like, so what am I fucking crazy? Like, what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) I'm the one connecting to the spirits. No one else is. So I'm delusional and I got to get put on some fucking um i don't know 
What, what would you Xanax? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's one out of ten that's fucking crazy, so give him Xanax because he's seeing spirits. <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? You know, I just want to go smoke weed and just chill in the woods, okay? <laughs> I know when you brought up that episode on tinfoil hat. I was reading that the guy, like, talking to Thoth on mushrooms. Yes, yes, yes. I've had similar experience, not with Thoth, but with Horus. And I was literally just, I was high from smoking weed. And then I did a fucking, um, what do they call that? CE5 meditation to contact aliens. Yeah. I fucking contacted Horus. I love it. Was, it was the same experience, like where they oh, were yeah. like, Oh, you've been here many times, but we're yeah. gonna show you again how to do this. <laughs> and imagine how fucking frustrating that is for them. <laughs> totally, dude. 100%. Again, it's like science, science is experimenting to see what works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you can't, the, the nowadays science is bullshit. Science, the actual definition of science is what works for you because we're all different. We all have different gifts. You know what I mean? Like we all see and feel shit so differently and that's that's what makes us us. Yeah. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us amazing. Like that's what makes you a shaman and everybody else fucking isn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like quite literally, like, yeah. like, dude, no one, no, not all of you are gonna feel the same fucking shit. I'm sorry, like, fuck. If ten people smoke weed, two of them might freak out. You know what I mean? So, uh, going back to my Skinwalker astrology. Yes. So the other thing that's in my chart is. Uh, plant consciousness and then Tlaloc and in ancient times if someone had Tlaloc or Wesley in their chart which is like the war god then you were considered uh, nobility and you were allowed access into the metaphysical schools that taught all the you know the secret magics basically and so I just think it's pretty cool. Like it's just very coincidental that not Walker, but I had the fucking magic in my chart. <laughs> but there are people that have been like holding on to these things for thousands of years and they no longer use it for like killing people. It's more like, okay, I'm gonna like take care of my community i'm gonna be a philanthropist like people use it for good things and i was leading on to the church like they're literally i feel like religion and science are dangerous for people that have those natural connections to spirituality because It's like, okay, we can't figure this out. Let's just medicate. Or we can't figure this out. We're going to indoctrinate. You know? Yep. I agree on that 100%. Like, it's like when you, 
Like with somebody with like an overactive mind, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody who's like, I think too much, or I do this, or I do that, or I'm OCD, and it's like, well, we'll give you drugs so you can calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like those, those I might be the government. <laughs> those, those might be the people that can like, you know, come up with some new ideas to the world. But the powers that be don't want that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they want to keep the occult hidden. Yeah. Exactly as it is. It's like, no, this is occultism. We're using the stars. Can't know this. But we're going to give you some Xanax so you could just go to sleep. Right. <laughs> okay, let's, let's just bring up like the whole fucking stupid... COVID bullshit. <laughs> right? Like the first variant was Delta is like the sleep you can be in. Mm-hmm. Literally, if you look up sleep pattern, Delta the lowest sleep. Yeah. Dreamless, dreamless sleep. So it's like, okay, you guys figured it out. Fuck you. You got the variant. Can't fucking think past this. You got Delta. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. All right there. It's just insane. It's like, you got the Delta variant. What the fuck is Delta? Delta is the lowest vibe sleep you have. You know? So, hey, don't don't think. Don't, don't imagine. Don't even try. Because... And we're gonna fuck you up. <laughs> so in that's pretty cool that you brought that up because in dream like charts, there's literally a gate of darkness, and a lot of people have the gate of darkness in their chart. So when they go to sleep, they have a natural fear of nothing. I believe it. That's. So interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting. It's pretty cool because I have I have that game. <laughs> and like, yeah, sometimes when I sl- close my eyes, I see just pitch black and it used to scare me, but now I'm like, eh, another another day. You know what? It. You know what's interesting for me is when I'm not smoking weed, I have very, very lucid dreams. Yeah. If I'm smoking weed, it's the pitch black and then I just wake up and I don't remember shit. That's crazy because the same again, back to human design dream charts, the guy that like wrote this fucking book he he literally says in the book like he doesn't really study his own dream chart because he smokes weed and bypasses he calls it a program he bypasses the dreaming program by smoking weed. Well I believe that like if you're, I do believe that weed grounds you. Mm-hmm. So with grounding, you're not able to actually really go out. Does that yeah. make sense? Because I've noticed that, and I haven't smoked weed in three months, and I've been having the gnarliest dreams, like really believing that I'm in like parallel universes or yeah. jumping into other realms. And when I smoke weed, I can just pass out and wake up and be like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just asleep. That's it. Like, there's no we're not smoking weed. It's I'm I'm out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm experiencing other lives. It's insane. So even the ability to like, and this is based on this system. I mean, just just my dream last two days were insane. Honestly, insane, insane. I feel like I'm living in a movie. <laughs> um. So the way this guy explains it is like your lower energy centers are active. So like you have your spleen, which is like awareness, your root for grounding, sacral for sexual creative energy, your G center, which is like your con- your connection to the universe, and then your throat. Those are the only things that are active when we sleep. So your third eye and your crown and your solar plexus, those are all turned off. Meaning that when we dream, we're actually having an experience through the body and the body's memories and the connection to the universe and its memories. Like, that's fucking mind-blowing. It's very mind-blowing. <laughs> I've always said that because weed is from the earth, mm. that it totally grounds you. It yeah. totally grounds you. Like, you're, you're almost, like, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the like I mean, you, you really smoke so much weed and you pass out. It's like you're you're stuck here. You, you're not you're not going to be active. Yeah. But my experience is when I'm not, I am just I'm living movies <laughs> every night. Honestly, I'm having experiences. It's so crazy. So I've had like experiences where I've seen the void creatures while stoned, but not when I was sleeping. I was awake. (laughs) So I definitely feel like when you talk about the grounding, like there are things that are in that grounding frequency too that aren't necessarily love and light. Right. There's even there's even lower, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I mean some people bring up hollow earth mm-hmm. you know but I, I, I do believe that there's 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 more <laughs> I lucid dreamed into that too <laughs> I love it yeah yeah no literally the last shit dude the last week I, I, like last night just, just last night just speaking last night mm-hmm. I feel that I literally jumped into a parallel universe where it's like if I had lived the same life I did a year ago yeah, this is what it would be like and there was a dream where I, I got murdered mm-hmm. and didn't know I got murdered <laughs> <laughs> you know it was like a like a whole ghost yeah game. Where it's like, dude, you got shot, you're dead. And I'm like, I didn't feel anything though. <laughs> right. You know, it's it that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Uh, or... that kind of reminds me too of going back to like church protecting secrets with being able to like recall your dreams or even experiencing them, like that's the consciousness waking up 
But for some people that are like with the spiritual practice, they are able to utilize both the body and the brain at the same time when they're sleeping, which not, you know, naturally we don't have that ability. Right. Some people with a spiritual practice end up developing that and can then like use like you do, you travel. Amazing. You know what's even more crazy is when you you dream about somebody mm-hmm. something and you know they end up contacting you like the next day. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I was thinking about you. And I was like, dude, you were in my dreams last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Did, did my spirit actually contact yours? And, you know, you're subconsciously like, I need to hit this person up. Like, I don't. So, and I'm, um, some people have it in their charts where they can't, they can't dream for themselves. And then there are people like, me i have in my dream chart that i have dreams for other people so that's why i smoke yeah like i don't want to be dreaming someone else's fucking dream and end up being like someone getting murdered because i've had that shit happen too but we're, we're like yours it wasn't me but it was me watching someone getting murdered and i'm like what the yeah. fuck is going on i <laughs> i saw myself get shot like three times mm-hmm. and it felt like nothing hit me. Yeah. You know, and then I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, dude, I just got shot like three times. And they're like, dude, you're dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm dead? And they're like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? You just got shot three times. Like you're dead, bro. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't, you don't feel, I don't know. Like in the astral, you don't feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? If your human body is done, you're you're kind of just there. It's like you're you're not feeling anymore. It's like, but it was so loud. It was so loud. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever shot a gun in your life, but mm-hmm. when you shoot a gun, it's 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 loud. Yeah. You know, I literally watched the barrel fucking point right at me, like, and blast three times, and then I'm like. Dude, I got shot, but I didn't feel anything. And it's like, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> what am I? What? That's cool too, because like in in this book that I was reading, like it said that when we dream, it's basically a fucking past life regression. Yeah, that's that's what I I was trying to dive into also. I'm like, I wonder if that was like one way I went out one time. Yeah. So interesting. But again, there was like a. I called it a parallel universe because it was like almost the same experience I had like maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. But it was like a totally different realm. Or it's like if it if if it <clears throat> if it kept going, I guess would be the the way I'd put it. Like if I didn't end it when it ended, it kept going. Like what would happen? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was interesting. 
So have you ever had those dreams where you wake up from it and you're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Dude, I've had so my like again, again, if I'm not smoking weed, my dreams are so vivid, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's crazy. And then the, the thing that gets me though is when you it's when you experience it with somebody specific and you feel like you actually had that like connection. Yeah. Like it looks like um like you're watching home movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they'll just randomly hit you up. <laughs> and be like, oh, I just felt like I needed to hit you up. And I was like, motherfucker, like I had a dream of <laughs> you know, <laughs> like but you don't say it. You're like, dude, I had a dream about you. Like, that's crazy. Like, what? You're just off, like, visiting people night to night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, you're, like, in there. You, you jumped in their bubble. And then the next day, they're like, I just felt like hitting you up. And I was like, I had a dream about you last night. That's funny. Right. Like, we already met up. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if spirits do kind of just, you know, jump around and interesting, but, um, I guess the, the gist of this conversation is that like when I'm smoking, it's, it's more docile and I don't, I don't remember as much. Yeah. So I do believe it, it grounds you more, you know? It's pretty cool because, like, I I think we've had this conversation, too, where people that are dreaming tend to cross over into the consciousness of the people that are awake. And that area of the people that are awake is referred to as the demon realm. Yeah, the shadow realm. Yeah. Yeah. I like to bring that up a lot, too, because a lot of my dreams are dark. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't mean dark as in like evil or scary. I mean dark as in like there's no light. Like yeah. I'm living in a certain realm or world, but it's it's not lit, you mm. know. It's almost as if like space is is lighting up whatever's going on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. I, I can show you, I can send you a page that I found recently that looked, it it kind of really portrays that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but like, there's no sun. There's no sun. Yeah. I'm reading this book right now and it's called Sacred Energies of the Sun and Moon, Shamanic Rites of Quandarismo, and it goes into like Aztec lore, Mayan lore, and they have stories that they share of the world before there was the sun and moon. That's interesting. Cause I bring that up a lot. I I did a I did a uh interview with my teacher and one of her colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I even brought that up because I told them that I wanted to study shamanism and that I started getting frustrated because there's not a lot of people who can actually depict or talk about shamanism as it is. 
Mm-hmm. I almost believe like shamanisms is is like a what would you call it? Not a keyword, but it's like they use people use it a lot now. Shaman market, <laughs> yeah, shamanism, and it's like it's like I did I wasn't like I was getting more called towards like curandero, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yes, yes, like yeah, like that's that's more what it is. It's not, it's not shaman. It's it's you know, curandero, curandero." And it's like, I was like, "Dude, like I I can't explain what I'm feeling, but it's it, it just seemed right, yeah. <laughs> like because again, it's like if I look into my history." my family was more like healer mm-hmm. you know healer or um witch doctor mm-hmm. you know we don't have to really say shaman because a lot of like a lot of the shamanism that i've heard to study is not an actual shaman it's like people who literally <laughs> it's like people who are like yeah shamanism and then it's like you know the books by like Jack White, and you're like, <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they ain't no fucking shamanism, right. Right, right? Right, right, <laughs> So the word shamanism kind of turned me off a little bit because I'm like, I don't believe that they actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, you know. So I went towards that Mayan Aztec. Um, I don't even know what you'd call it. Lineage. Yeah. Where it's like I want to actually talk to somebody who's into it or who's done it. Yeah. Because a lot of you you grab a shaman book now and it, you know, it's it's made by Jack White. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> so I've been I've been using this book like because there's there's rituals and stuff in there that are really old, and so I've been using it paired with like the stuff that I learned at the school that I work for, and it's all around like getting familiar with the energies so that you can start to invite them in and work with them. But you have to create a relationship with them first, right? And so just recently, I was calling in the sun god Tonatua. And last, uh, I don't know, like, week? I was, like, the weekend. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, I was calling in the sun god, and they literally told me, like, okay, take your altar down. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I took my altar down, and then, because on my altar, I have Isis. Yeah. And so I took the altar down, and then that night, I heard something on my roof. And I was just like, what the fuck? And my cat freaked the fuck out. It sounded like something had landed on the roof yep. and was dragging things across the top of it. Because I live in a trailer. It's like super. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next day I was joking around with my dad and he was like, oh, there's a, there's a devil in that tree. And later I had told him that I literally had an experience. It was like a dream. But I was awake and I saw the sun god and he shared like 
visions with me. I I I got on my iPad and I just started drawing it. Yeah. Because I didn't like like you said before, like I didn't have words to explain what I saw. Right. I just knew what I saw. That's interesting. The other night I was having like an emotional experience and I was like really pissed off and I didn't really know how to explain it and I had like some fruit fall from the tree mm-hmm. next to me. And I mean it's it's three in the morning. Like, <laughs> literally yeah. three in the morning and then I, I just hear this like boom, you know, like and then you know one of the fruits started rolling and I'm just like mm-hmm. okay, I see you. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah, I don't know. It's the experiences. Yeah. It, it's hard to put it into words. I recorded so that that piece of artwork that I made, I ended up minting it as an NFT. And then I added like an audio clip and I explained in the clip, like, you know, even if it wasn't the sun god himself, like something moved. Right. Three, the wind itself is an entity in these teachings. It's alive. Yep. And so even that alone is proof that these things are, are around. Yes. There's your science for you. Especially, <laughs> especially the movement. Yeah, like I said, it was... I was so mad that I was just like, dude, like, fucking show yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, give me a fucking sign. Like, one of those type of shit. <laughs> like... Boom, and then you know, you know, you see a piece of fruit roll, and I'm just like, it's three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's your sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love those memes that are like, show me another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was just kind of like, uh, I'm gonna go inside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that was me with this experience. Like, I didn't sleep in here. I went into the living room. And I'm like, if that motherfucker wants to be in the room, they can have the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've experienced a lot of that, though. The the movement or the, yeah. the cracks, the the movements, the the bangs or like mm-hmm. the roof. I mean, that, it, a lot of it, a lot of it reminds me of like Santa Claus lure. Krampus. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> somebody just crashed on my roof. Like what? Yeah, totally. Like what the fuck has happened? Like who's here? <laughs> um, in the in the like ancient teachings, the movement actually has a name. Oh, I guess I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, so, o- Olin is movement in Nahuatl, and it's a deity. It's an energy. Like that's the coolest fucking thing ever. Fucking like Isaac Newton don't have shit on the Aztecs and Mayans. They gave it a name. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so crazy. Have you ever seen American Gods? Is it a movie? And it's a series, but it's also a book. No, I haven't. So in there they have like spoiler alert. In there, they have um, the old gods and the new gods. And the new gods are basically, like, technical fucking gods. Like, 
it's just crazy because we actually experienced it with fucking the metaverse or fucking social media. Like those are entities that are alive and have consciousness and we give our energy to it. You know what's interesting too, now that you bring that up, um, poltergeist phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe poltergeist phenomenon is actually a projection of trauma. Yeah. Like there's not actually a pissed off ghost. Almost like you playing Jedi mind tricks on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're so pissed off that you're the one that projecting shit getting thrown around or so pissed off that a door slams. You know, your your trauma is projecting into your into your reality. This kind of like brings me back to the fucking Vatican because yeah. there's this book I read, 30 Years Among the Dead. Um, the author is Carl Wicklin. He documents like studying people with schizophrenia. And then in the book, he shares that at back then in the 20s, the Vatican fucking, they were hiding from people that there were demons yeah and the reason why they chose to do that was because the more that people were conscious of demons the more that they believed there were possessions and they didn't have enough people to do the fucking yeah and so they hid demons from this from society to basically keep possessions away but it didn't work right so it just reminds me of like you know what you're what you're saying. That's a projection. The poltergeist activity is projection, but I feel like that's also a product of the Vatican hiding that shit. I do believe that though, and you know what the the one thing that I usually like to tell people is, um, do you remember the movie Matilda? Yeah. Perfect example. She's she's creating all of this movement around her Mm -hmm. and like for instance one of the best analogies or metaphors about poltergeist phenomenon is like when she's getting pissed off at her family she makes the tv explode and then her dad's yelling at her and she's getting pissed off so she slams the door on him yeah you know and she doesn't realize that it's her until that moment until the moment that she slams the door on her dad that she's like, holy shit, is this me? You know, a lot of people would be like, oh, fuck, there's a demon or there's something, you know, projecting something. <clears throat> but in reality, she's she's the one that's creating all of this chaos. Yeah. Which, and, which and is a part she, of... And then she starts to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And and that she's in control of it. And that's literally proven by the fucking government and wave particle fucking duality. Right. And quantum mechanics. Yes. Yeah. So so to an extent, I don't believe in poltergeist phenomenon. I believe it's a projection. 
Yeah. You know, and that that's my best analogy is that movie. Because, you know, she like she's pissed off at her mom, her dad, and her brother, and she makes the TV explode. She makes it happen. Well, luckily she didn't do anything to their physical bodies or she'd be a skinwalker. Right. <laughs> right. But that's just it is really understanding your power and how much that projection actually the mind control because I mean you rewatch you rewatch that movie over and over again you see her face start to like you know change and then mm-hmm. the room starts to move and I almost believe that the poltergeist phenomenon is brought back down to a projection of trauma yeah you know, there there are ghosts, there are demons, but to that extent, somebody's making it happen. Yeah. It's, it's like a Jedi mind trick, but you don't understand that you're doing it. That reminds me, too, of, like, uh, the aura. Like, there's, there's biochemists that study the aura, and they say, like, when people are angry or upset or oh. inferior... They literally take their aura and create a sharp object with it. Yep. And then, like you said, they project that into other people's auras or into other things. It's fascinating. <laughs> oh. It really is. And I've, I've, <clears throat> I've really always believed that after really studying that movie mentally. Mm. And kind of projecting it into, like I said, the poltergeist phenomenon, where it's like, is this an extension of trauma? Because you look at patterns, especially with like demonology and hauntings or really dark hauntings. There's usually some, and it usually goes down to like teenagers. Yeah that there's some teenager in the house that's experienced trauma. Again, you the, the patterns and you got to deep dive into what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And in every poltergeist phenomenon, and I mean, you can, you can study this, in every poltergeist phenomenon, there's a teenager in the house that's experienced trauma. And I always go back to Matilda. You know, I'm like, there's some child energy there that experienced such trauma that their projection is just, it's angry. Yeah. You know, there's no ghost, there's no haunting, there's no demon. There's somebody there that's just really pissed off, (laughs) you know? And their energy is causing shit to just kind of go chaotic. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's it's it's fascinating. And I've always wanted to deep dive more into that because I do study demonologists and poltergeists and there's always something going on in the house that's other. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean a lot of it is trauma. I'm not gonna go into what type of trauma, but a lot of it does stem from trauma. And I think it's a projection of trauma. Mm-hmm. 
It's crazy to me because literally, I feel like the not the easy fix, but if you really look at it, a lot of that trauma will stem from like societal conditioning or indoctrination. <laughs> like even if it's someone else that's doing that's creating that trauma, it they're a product of being immersed in all these other things that are responsible for them and putting that on someone or that person experiencing the trauma. Right. A lot of the times it's it's sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's fascinating. That's why I love deep diving into this because I think humans have a lot more power than they understand they do. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, going back into our skinwalker lure, there has to be something traumatic or bad or sacrificial that you go into to cross that boundary. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> It's pretty fascinating. Patricide, just like fucking unquaint. <laughs> well, going back in the skinwalker, it's like you have to you have to do something that's not um, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> Be Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> your dad yeah. literally <laughs> to reach that next level yep yep pretty fascinating that's pretty cool too because like if you really go into astrology the sun is the father's genetics and so if you kill your father you're actually killing your solar energy that's interesting I think there's a lot in Star Wars. For real. And that just takes me to like, what the fuck? Like, who wrote that? How many people had influence on it? Or was it one person that knew all this shit? Well, the interesting thing that you bring, <laughs> you bring that up is uh, George Lucas was very educated in the occult. Mm -hmm. Very educated in the occult <laughs> and I mean if you were if you followed Star Wars from day one you see almost every religion he's very thelemic yeah you know it, it's very even okay look at <clears throat> look at Thelema in general every person is a star mm. and it's called Star Wars, <laughs> right? Um, it also brings up the myth or legend of, let's say, the Lion King, which is very much tied to Horace, Raw, and Set. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the epitome of Star Wars. That's funny because uh, a lot of just my experience, I guess, um, a lot of Mormons 
love watching fucking Star Wars at Christmas. And for them, it's like a tradition. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I used to work for a Mormon company and they literally bought our to go see Star Wars in theaters for Christmas. And it was like our employee gift, but then they also invited their fucking families. And we literally had like movie houses full of people watching Star Wars for Christmas. And to me, I'm like, this is cool. But then at the other end of the spectrum, knowing what I know now, I'm like, what the fuck were they doing? (laughs) No, it's 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 very astrology based. It's very hmm. it's very Egyptian. Yeah. Also, I mean, you look at the Skywalkers. It's it's Horus retaking the throne from Set. Yeah. You know, they have like the families of the sky and the families of the void. Right. Right. The and balance. The number one thing I've ever learned from Star Wars is balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have darkness, you have to have light, but you know, you have the chosen one who gets to choose light or dark, but he can kind of jump from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. And in the end, all the darkness always turns back to light. Like, look at Darth Vader turns back to light for his son. Yeah. Kylo in the new Disney trilogy turns back to light for love. Love is the law. (laughs) You know. It's, It's very interesting how much um, occultism and esotericism is in Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and that's, I feel like that's also helpful to like reference because if you really think about it, almost every fucking story goes back to the same thing. Yep, that's true. Darkness turning back to light. Mm-hmm. Light always wins. <laughs> I feel like that's the cycle we're in right now. Yeah. Where, you know, everybody's telling everybody, like in the world, you know, it feels so dark. It feels so like we're done, but, you know, light will prevail. Mm-hmm. Well, because we do need balance. You can't have one over, over the other. We have to have balance. You'll always have different perspectives, but but the light will always prevail. I was reading something about incarnations the other day, and it literally said that the solar energy only creates a physical manifestation when it has darkness to bounce off of. Right. Well, light creates shadow. <laughs> And you can't have darkness without light. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's pretty cool because, like, in astrology, we have the earth placement, and it's like how you bring things into form, how you balance, how you ground. But really, it's it's like how your darkness creates light when the light reflects off of it. Right. 
I'm a Libra rising, so I understand balance very well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm all Scorpio over here in like multiple fucking planets, so I'm dark. <laughs> I love it. Just when you said like the light wins, I'm like the dark's gonna win this time. <laughs> Team dark. <laughs> perspective yeah different timelines you know that's interesting that you say that too like how people say that's dark times i feel like that's just a segment of people because i spend my days like online i literally like i'm here all the time working but for me it's it's joyful because i'm working with people that are trying to create something better and not focusing on what's going on currently or what happened in the past. We're just making something and we're making it amazing and we're having a great time doing it. And so I guess it's kind of a catharsis moment for me to hear you say that there are people that just see nothing but darkness in the world right now. Cause I'm like, damn, like I would hate to be in that world, but really I'm in it. I'm just having a different experience. Exactly. Perspectives. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love talking about it because everybody is experiencing a different experience in this present moment. Yeah. I was just telling my dad today, like, um, I'm, I didn't find anything to keep my mouth shut for this. So, um, I didn't, I was talking to my dad today about how there are different people right now trying to create virtual realities and like Facebook is making their virtual reality to basically like you could have your mundane life in virtual reality and today I was telling him that there are people that I was talking to to today they want to create virtual reality so that people have an environment to go into to learn or to do things in a way that is peaceful and restorative, not necessarily trying to sell you stuff or trying to make you fucking be a slave to the fucking man online. Like they're trying to use it in a way that is actually beneficial so that you have somewhere to go to that's not this fucked up crazy world, but you still get a positive experience out of it. You know what's interesting about that is I remember a few years back I heard about an online universe called I think it's called Second Life mm-hmm. where there's people making a living in a virtual world like they don't leave their house they're on their computer you can create like let's say a clothing store People will come buy clothes from you <laughs> to wear in their virtual world. And that's like their world they live in. I think yeah. it's second life. Don't people date on that? Yep. <laughs> like they literally have their whole relationship in. Yes. And yeah. it's a whole another life. Yeah. And this was going on years before. And that's exactly where I believe the Facebook meta is going. Yeah. Where you can be wherever you want to be. You can be whoever you want to be, (laughs) you know, but 
you know, you go work your nine to five, you come home and live your second life. And I'm like, dude, this was going on like years ago. <laughs> uh, they're just trying to pay it in so that you can have your second life to get real work done. <laughs> yeah, but the thing you can make a living off of it. That, yeah. That's crazy now. So that's kind of what we were talking about today with like cryptocurrency and NFTs uh, that you can create a sustainable ecosystem by basically providing a digital service or providing digital goods and then giving people incentive to like either work on the back end and like nurturing the code or creating the digital items or being a curator of items from different places like it's just it's crazy it's like a whole fucking other world right the crazy thing about that though is if you break it down like a pyramid Mm -hmm. wouldn't you believe that that's how the real world is actually functioning at this moment Yeah, we're all using the same energy to create fucking matter. Right, right. So we're we're going from just like a physical, you know, hey, I have a business where I sell clothes to now I have a business that I sell clothes online. Yeah. You know, to where you don't have to leave the comfort of your own room. Okay, my life. (laughs) it's, It's almost the same energy, I guess you would say. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I own PacSun, and now you're in the, the metaverse, and you're like, hey, I own PacSun 2.0, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. It is the same energy, and like you said, whatever energy you're putting forward, we're creating a universe, or a metaverse, or whatever you want to call it. And that's why a lot of people, going backwards are starting to feel like we are living in a simulation as it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I was talking to an astrologer and they literally told me that with incarnations and stuff, like it's literally the stars watching us and then us asking them for manifestations and them like, okay, fine, but it's going to get to you in so many light years. (laughs) it makes sense it makes sense and I need to learn more about Thelema because I've seen things about like the Milky Way galaxy being an archangel's soul and we're just smaller versions of that oversoul yep I believe that it's almost like the Andromeda mm-hmm. galaxy. The, it's the closest galaxy to us, but it's actually centered by a black hole. There's a black hole just eating it away. And I believe they said, you know, scientists or astrologers in, I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy to say, but like in a billion years, Andromeda is going to collide with the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know time's not a factor when you're 
you know, dead or, you know, spirit or whatever, <laughs> you know, in dream universe, time doesn't, isn't a factor, but it's like, what is a billion years though? You know what I mean? If we die and reincarnate, are we going to see that collision? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where right now we're watching, um, I don't know, the world reset or the world divide in two and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very interesting. They say that like, you know, we, we choose our time to come back to see what happens. Yeah. You know, so like a billion years, could we die and come back and be in that second where it's like, Oh, in 10 years, we're going to collide with Andromeda. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That that's a really interesting concept. That time doesn't exist outside of whatever I mean right now. <laughs> I know. I, uh, there are people that study like death, um, like death journeys, I guess. And they were starting to get into like past life regressions, but also the spirit traveling across the universe. Mm-hmm and reaching some sort of heaven universe and then making a trip back here. Yep. It's fucking crazy. That brings me into... That brings me into um, Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Better, the crown. When you're actually in the realm of what we'd like to call the fool. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on the cliff and you want to jump back in. (laughs) Don't do it. You know, you're in in the state of bliss. You feel nothing but love. And you're like, I want to feel again. (laughs) You know? I want to experience life. I want to experience pain. I want to experience emotion. You jump back in, but what timeline are you jumping back into? Right. And that's literally the fucking fall from heaven. Right. Yep. And in the tree of life, you're jumping from the top back down mm-hmm. to Malku, which would be the kingdom. Or Earth. Yeah. And we crawl our way back up. It's crazy, too, because the Keter is associated with fucking Metatron. Right. And then Malkuth is associated with Sandalphon. And it's like they're complete opposites. Exactly. Exactly. You're going from heaven to back down to earth. Yeah. experience. To live. You know what I mean? To where when people are like, why am I here? Why... Why am I feeling pain? Why am I feeling heartbreak? And it's like, because there is none of that in heaven. Yeah. You know, in heaven, it's it's pure bliss. It's pure love. And you get so bored. You're like, I want to go, like, live again. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're here and you're like, than fuck, others. This. <laughs> fuck this. I'm going to go incarnate. <laughs> fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, that's what's crazy about the whole balance, right? It's like, you're in such pure bliss that you want to feel pain. Yeah. Just to feel. 
But when you're feeling the pain, you're like, why the fuck am I even here? <laughs> I want to go back to Catcher. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just this constant, which brings me back to like Jacob's ladder. Like you look at like the Bible with like Jacob's ladder, you know, trying to just get back up to that bliss state. Because you're like, dude, why did I, why? Yeah. Because one thing I like to bring up a lot is no matter what timeline you jump into, I am sorry, I will say this all fucking day, no matter what timeline you jump into, Malkut is experiencing everything. Mm -hmm. You go back to the Wild West, people are getting fucking shot left and right. You go back to Native American days, people are fucking at war. You go to World War One, it's fucking chaos. You go to World War Two, it's fucking chaos. Like this is the chaos realm. Yeah. You know, look at the Bible. The Bible says that Lucifer rules Malkut, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has the option to tempt. He has you have the free will to choose. And no matter what timeline you jump into. There's some shit going down. Yeah. Right? There's some shit going down. So it's like, if you're up in paradise and, you know, you're feeling nothing but bliss and love and you're like, I want to feel again. I don't know. I just, I want to feel something. (laughs) No matter what timeline you jump into, there's going to be some shit going down over here. (laughs) I want to go visit Lucy. (laughs) There's some shit going down here. I'm sorry. Like, look what we're living in right now we've been in a time loop for the last two years like yeah like really no matter what fucking time oh but you want to go back to the dinosaurs or you you know you want to go back to world war one you want to go back to the 80s you want to go back to the 60s there's always some shit going down yeah right i think on instagram earth has never been fucking perfect ever I sent you a link on Instagram. A friend recommended this book to me, and I haven't read it yet, but I was looking at their website. So the book is called The Alphabet Versus the Goddess, Mm -hmm. The Conflict Between Word and Image by Leonard Schlein. Um, So my friend sent this to me, and then I looked up on the website. They have a timeline, and it literally goes back 3 million to 29, or what, 3 million to 2 two million nine hundred thousand years ago and then have like everything that happened then and then (laughs) the next timeline two hundred thousand to ninety thousand years ago as a timeline of shit that happened and then it goes you know it keeps coming closer to current date and the one thing i noticed was fuck there's a lot of shit happening in earth (laughs) yeah exactly there's always some shit going on that's Mm -hmm. that's my point there's always some shit going on so that that's what i think the biggest thing in learning kabbalah for me is is you're gonna feel masculine you're gonna feel feminine you're gonna feel the pain the hurt the the trials the victory right like you're gonna have that roller coaster because if if keter is heaven and spiritual bliss I mean, there's even animes made about this, you know, like we're up here and, and it's, it gets boring. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, dude, I'm bored. Like it's been, 
a lifetime, but it's only, you know, felt like a few, like 10 years. <laughs> I know. Earth, but, that thing called Amazon. I'm just going to incarnate and go back. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on? Like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking bored. Like, fuck Incarnates me. during pandemic to see Amazon. Fuck. <laughs> literally. Literally. Like, let's really, you know, break it down and think about it. That's why a lot of, like, you know, starseed pages are, like, damn, I chose to reincarnate now. It's like, well, dude, would it would it be any different if it was World War One? Like, let's That's think about real. it. Would it be any different in World War Two? Would it be any different in Wild West? Would it be any different when the fucking pilgrims tried to cross the U.S.? Like, dude, seriously, no matter what timeline you jump into, there's some shit going on here. <laughs> that reminds me of, like... Because you, you brought up star seeds. Right now, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, star seeds is a psyop. And I'm like, if you really think about it, like the, the people out there that are trying to market that shit, yeah, I would say that's a fucking psyop. But if you go to like cultural understandings of us knowing that we're from the stars, therefore being star seeds, right? Then it's not, I don't feel like it's a psyop. I feel like it's, connecting to who we are yeah like i said again the only way i can really describe it is heaven is so amazing you get bored and you want to come back and live some emotion in life <laughs> and try to figure shit out you know mm -hmm. because there's even there's even people that say like let's say the worst the worst humans who've ever lived have died and gone through their life experience and like they're, they're all, everybody's welcome to heaven. There is no hell. Yeah. I mean, they're still welcome. They just get a life. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, not a reboot, but like a replay mm -hmm. and they have to experience it again. You know, and they're like, fuck, this is where I fucked up. And then, you know, you, you reach that pure bliss where you meet the creator and you realize you're all one. And then, you know, again, you get bored and you're like, well, I need to go back and do it all over. <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and do it all over again so I can maybe change my fuck ups. And then, I don't know, you just, you, you replay life in a different perspective again yeah you know what's pretty crazy dude i heard this as an analogy and I've, I've always loved it it's like if you could picture like an orchard of orange trees every tree is a different soul mm -hmm. and every orange that grows on that tree is a different lifetime So like if like let's say heaven is an orchard every tree is a different soul and every orange has different segments right like if you have an orange growing from an orange tree mm -hmm. there'll be a hundred oranges on the tree right but you pull an orange off and you peel it there might be like eight segments you know, like each each segment represents a life. Yeah. Each orange represents a soul that you've lived 
but each tree is like connected to a lifetime. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so fucking weird, man. When you start to break shit down that deep, (laughs) that (laughs) deep, when you're like, wow, dude, like is heaven an orchard and we're all just trees with different segments and different oranges. Like, dude, you could have a hundred oranges on a tree, right? Yeah. And each orange is a different fucking lifetime and different experiences. Like, fuck, I don't know. It's again, the imagination I believe really is God. (laughs) It could be possible. I mean, everybody's heaven could be portrayed differently. I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, what dreams may come? I used to watch that a shit ton. Dude. Like when, when he gets, cause what was his, I think his wife was a painter. Yeah. You know, and he gets to heaven, Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, paint it. Like, dude, you, you, if you can imagine it, it's going to show up. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. the imagination is life. You know what I mean? I, fuck, that's why I never want to lose my like childhood. Um, childhood essence, you know, like where I can literally just walk in the woods and feel like I'm in an alternate universe. You know, you you can't lose your imagination. Imagination is everything. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really getting that deep. <laughs> like we're getting that deep. <laughs> but it's fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, you could just keep going and going. That's just it. Well, that's my day to day life, living in the. Deep. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, where does it really end, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where does it? Where does it really end? Does it actually end? I don't think so. I don't think there is an end. Yeah. You know, you have the abyss you have to travel through, but fuck, we can come back in any time dimension ever but there's there's always going to be some shit going on here <laughs> that reminds me of hermeticism like uh i don't know exactly i, I kind of forgot but there's a specific book and there's so many fucking like parables and symbolism in this damn book but in the end like when you actually like take all that out of it it's literally just humans trying to keep the sun alive because they understand that it's a fucking lantern in the darkness that's moving. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, one of my favorite authors, his name is uh, Lon Milo Duquette. Mm-hmm. He brought this up with uh, Duncan Trussell on the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And he would talk about natives worshipping the sun. Mm-hmm. To the point where they didn't know if it was going to rise again the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, they finally got to the, so what's the right word I'm looking for? Not idealism, but uh, comprehension that the sun creates life. Yeah. That there's the balance of dark and light. You know, the sun comes up, it grows plants, darkness comes, we need to survive, sun comes up again, we do it all over, right? But what if one day 
what if one day that sun did not come back up? Yeah. You know, like that. Like it's just like like you're you're, you're digging so deep that you're like, the sun comes up every day. We worship the sun; it creates life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Day, day, day. But what if that sun did not come back up? <laughs> then, then what? Then what do we do? <laughs> there are literally like Mayan and Aztec stories of yeah. The- not coming up for days if not weeks and then like back then they would they would describe it like it was when the sun and moon were first created and they explained that like you know the sun is vitality it's life force you can imbue that life force in yourself or in objects that you make and then the moon was magic and also, the absence of light is what naturally puts everything on the planet into reproductive mode. Yeah. And preparing for death. Well, that's why a lot of uh, witchcraft or witches do more at night, I guess. Mm-hmm. They would resonate more with the moon than the sun. I do both, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a moon. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. I'm more of a darkness and a moon. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not as big of a fan of the sun, but it does make me think, you know, like, what if the sun did not come back up tomorrow? (laughs) It's a pretty crazy-ass concept to think about. We would lose our paternal genetics. We would lose our vitality. We would lose our sense of time. But illusion as it is. Even like color would be gone. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Good. For real. That that's my argument. <laughs> like, if we're all just pale as fuck, then no one can be racist anymore. <laughs> right. You're more of a vampire than I am. <laughs> it's so funny, but that's that's true. I, I'm yeah. I'm so comfortable in the dark, dude. I'm so comfortable in the dark. That's crazy because it's in your human design too. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's so cool when I come across people that have the same like attributes in their charts that they're comfortable in the dark and it actually brings them peace. Yeah, yeah. It it is fascinating. Not again, I love talking about it because yeah. just these these crazy concepts or ideas or thoughts or you know, again, just just being able to talk freely and openly. Mm-hmm. You know how how would people feel? You know, yeah. But I I get upset when people are like, "Oh, I wish it was like back in the Wild West days," and it's like, "Oh, when you can get murdered, no one would give a shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're kind of going through it digitally. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's cool because earlier you were talking about Thelema and people being stars and stuff and like if you really do think about it 
those of us that are comfortable in the dark are comfortable in our own radiance where people that would rather be in the sunlight they're in the sun's radiance it's true it'd be a whole different world if there was no sun yeah Well, Bill Gates wants to take us there, so. <laughs> well, Bill Gates is a douche, but you know what? If the sun didn't come up, I could survive. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, for how long? What would you eat when things stopped growing? Well, shit, we already eat bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we eat food that can last 20 years and not go spoiled. So. <laughs> so what you're saying is you would just raid a fucking food factory. <laughs> I would do whatever I needed to do. <laughs> and plus there's a, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, and plus there's, there's nighttime animals, you know, as long as we got fire, we're good. Yeah. As long as we have fire, we're good. We don't need the sun as long as we got fire. But if the vegetation that feeds those animals is gone... Hmm. How long would that take, though, realistically? Right. How long would that take, though? Maybe 10 years? Actually, I have an astrology book that I think might actually go into that. Let me look. Or I'll I'll have to look that up later. (laughs) Cause that no, that's a good question. Like, yeah. like, look at like a, I mean, because they they talk about if humans started nuking each other, that like you know the first I don't know fifty percent of the world would be wiped out, and then the rest would be done within like a year after nuclear winter type thing. That's that's what I will. That's what I would want to know. Yeah. If there are living organisms, how long would they last before coming to the darkness? You know what I mean? So that's a good question. And I guess like if the if the sun doesn't come up, we wouldn't even have moonlight. Hmm. That's true. So literally even like plants that grow in the nighttime. They wouldn't. So even... It would be. It would be complete darkness then. Yeah, and it would be cold as fuck. You know what I don't understand? Now that you bring that up, I traveled seven states, right? Mm-hmm. I think we. I think I actually asked you about this. Did you? Didn't you bring up elevation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is it though? If the sun's in space, okay. Mm-hmm. And millions or whatever fucking miles away. Why is it that I can travel, you know, a couple thousand miles and I go from 30 degrees to 80 degrees to 60 degrees to like what what actually creates this? Like if the sun's where it's at, why isn't everything lit and warm and, you know? Yeah. I don't fucking understand that at all. I don't. It's still it's still a concept to me that does not make any fucking sense. Yeah, like the higher elevation you would think because that scientists, 
scientists say that the earth is in the most perfect spot that life can be created and sustained. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, dude, how do you just drop fucking 60 degrees just from traveling 100 miles? I don't fucking get Literally. it. Because the sun's still in the same fucking spot. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, people always say, like, when you're in space, you're not, you know, you're not lit, you're not heated. Why is it that it works here? Is it, is it the firmament? Is it like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is it, I think, but whatever. It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird to me. I'm like, dude, I was traveling through snow in the Rockies and then. You know, two hours later, I'm in the middle of nowhere and it's fucking 80 degrees. <laughs> like, like, how does this work, <laughs> you guys? <laughs> how does this work? I don't get it. <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird. It's across the state line, dude. It's like temperatures, just a whole different monster. I don't understand that. Like, how is Florida, like, constantly tropical? And then you you cross a couple state lines, and then it's, like, you know, hot as fuck. Yeah. You know, you keep going, and then now there's, like, tornadoes and dust storms. And it's like, dude, how? How? If the sun's in the same fucking spot, (laughs) literally... How, how? And then you get to Hawaii and it's just raining and hot. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I've never gotten that far in science. Because <laughs> <laughs> you believe the science of your own life. <laughs> or your own experience again i don't know it's weird it's like yeah we're talking skinwalkers and ghosts and now now we're getting into like how the fucking sun's in the same spot but there's different For real. every fucking hundred miles i don't know i don't get it <laughs> it's but i guess that does kind of go back to like skinwalkers too like those they live in the dark they live in the night and so, like, if we had no sun, more of that would be out there constantly. <coughs> That's true. <laughs> it seems like there's more that lives in the night, though, because it's in the shade of darkness. I feel like it also has to do with us over-colonizing the fucking planet. Like, of course, things are going to be out when humans aren't out, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's something that lo- that I call, I call it lockdown. That's something that COVID really taught me personally was like, damn, when we're not out in the world, the world's fucking living. Nature is living and loving it. But the moment we come back. Yep. yep. I agree with that statement. Because <clears throat> I do believe that, um, you know, we like to call it Gaia. Mm-hmm. Gaia's living, Gaia has a heartbeat, Gaia feels, you know? Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Again, bringing that back to, again, the paganism, the antler god. Yeah. 
That's like one of their main deities. Mm-hmm. You know, but to... I guess lure or stories, it's, you know, a shapeshifter or it's the pagan god or the earth god or it's like, what's what's actually going on, honestly? What's really going on? Like, what did I see? I saw a deer turn into a fucking demon. Was that, was that the antler god? Was it a shapeshifter? Was it, what the fuck, right? Like, what really happened? What did I see, honestly? Mm-hmm. And I've been questioning that ever since it fucking happened. I'm like, did I see, you know, the, the goat man? Did I see the fucking stag god? Did I see the pagan god? Did I see a shapeshifter? Like, what What did I actually see? I have Our no fucking man. idea. I have no fucking idea. But all I know is it, it struck fear into me, that's for sure. Yeah. What if you saw your own reflection? What's that? So what if you saw your own reflection? Hmm. So some Buddhists teach like if you're astral traveling and you come across a Buddha you kill the Buddha because you're the Buddha. You should not be seeing yourself. So you kill the imposter. That just kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> Again, that's interesting, though. Jumping into the spider webs of different religions and different perspectives. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I've, I've thought about that, too. That's That's interesting. I like that. You're making me think. I love it. <laughs> That's what I we're here looking at fucking Saruno's fucking art. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's an interesting question. But again, if we are the creator experiencing itself in different perspectives, then yeah. you know, is there really good and bad? Because mm-hmm. we're the ones that define good and bad. Yeah. And- Society decides, or the government decides that. So, like, 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 sacrifice. Sacrifice is something that nobody ever wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, but is it is it good or bad? You know, in today's society, sacrifice is evil and it's bad. But for but if it was the norm, if it was yeah. the norm, if it was the norm. Like, if we had to wake up and sacrifice something every, let's say, once a month, it'd be the norm, right? Mm-hmm. If the government told us that we had to sacrifice something once a month, it would be the norm. So what is actually good and bad in the perspective of Malkut? Yeah. Right? So in Aztec Mayan mythos, they believe that when the sun wouldn't come up, right? Someone had to jump into the sacred fire and sacrifice themselves to become exactly. the sun. Exactly. We brought that up too. If the sun didn't come back up, mm-hmm. so literally, sacrifice itself was giving 
energy to the sun. Yes. Yes. It just makes me... So today, by the way, this is going to get a little off topic, but come back. That's cool. We can do this. <laughs> today, I was listening to the fucking news and all this shit about, you know, the government officials trying to take away women's rights to body autonomy mm-hmm. and someone had literally kind of like took the blinder off my fucking eyes and was like why men want to control women's bodies when they if they want to protect life so much then why not offer um fertility treatments for free or on medicaid because if they really protected life, they would want us to have life, but they don't. They want us to have no body autonomy, to have children, be impoverished, and basically give birth to more slaves for their fucking corporate dollars. Yep. And it literally just like knocked me off the fucking planet. <laughs> yep. And so to me, I was like, damn, like, is that really what's been happening for the last, like, couple thousand years? <laughs> but this kind of reminded me of, like, the ancient stories of the sacrifices being made to ensure that everyone had life and vitality and warmth, not just a select few. again what's what's right and what's wrong yeah it's kind of what they tell us what the narrative is you know because there are fuck I don't know in the bible there was you know things that weren't (laughs) I would say culturally accepted now mm-hmm. that were culturally accepted then that changed. Yeah. So it's like what's actually right and wrong? It's like a perspective. It's almost like different cultures like um Let's say, like, you know, overseas religions Mm -hmm. who believe if you break the law, you're breaking religious law and you deserve to die, (laughs) literally. You know, like, hey, there's no jail, there's no punishment, there's no this, there's no that. You just fucking die. Your incarnation game is over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like what what makes you know us so great that you know you can serve ten years and think about it. Yeah. <laughs> to where oh if you still do we're gonna cut off your hand, <laughs> you know? And then you can go about your business. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like what what's actually right and wrong? It's 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 like what society chooses. Yeah. Or what the government's telling you is right and wrong. That's that's what drives me insane. Yeah, literally. It's 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 wild. 
that's another point that that person made too they were like you know this is just the first part of the government trying to take control over choices yeah. and right now it's over women's bodies but once if or once they gain control of that and pass that then the next is going to be everyone's bodies yep And that's literally breaking free will. Yep. But the Christians that believe in fucking free will are the ones fucking pushing it. That's that's the worst part. Right? The, the true evil. Yep. Because they're the ones who actually came over here and said, you're worshipping the earth, you're fucking wrong. Literally. And got fucking ousted by where they were. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what drives me nuts. Again. And now they're like, oh, you know, we don't like refugees. We don't like immigrants, but they were refugees here. Yeah, and America was supposed to be the free world where anybody could come and start a new life. Yep. So where are all these rules coming from? From the fucking Christians that came here. <laughs> there was a video I posted last night, and I, I took it down right away because I was like, I don't want to get shadow banned. <laughs> right. Where it was, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but Dr. Fuckface. Mm-hmm. Say that much. <laughs> Where he's like, if you want to come into this country, you got to get tested. Like, the day of. And then the person was like, what about the people jumping the borders? And he goes, that's a different issue. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what for real (laughs) what it's the same fucking shit dude literally you know what i was what the fuck are you talking about i was um reading this astrology book and it was mentioning how they were finding that indigenous people in the americas follow astrological migration patterns and that the U.S. government is literally obstructing that natural pattern by creating that border and dividing the people saying, oh, you're Mexican, oh, you're South American, oh, you're Northern American, when really it's all the same fucking people. Literally. Literally. I also heard that we could have been genetically manipulated because we aren't fit to live on this earth Mm -hmm. you know we have to have fire or coats or shelter when there's animals you know who like let's just say mammals or whatever you want to call it who are fit like let's let's look at like the snow you got penguins you got polar bears you got narwhals right like Mm -hmm. they're built to live in that environment we are not yeah but who's actually the what's the sort i'm looking for who's actually the alien yeah <laughs> no literally yes yeah so that goes back to fucking Aztec Mayan mythology, they believe that we came from another star system. Right. I agree with that. <laughs> and we're trying to inhabit something and take over something. Yeah. There was, I, uh, there was something I heard earlier today where it's like 
humans. Um, they like take the resources, and as soon as the resources are gone, they move to the next. Yeah. Available space, do the same thing, and then move on. That's on the great map. It's it talks about how like people discover that we colonized other planets and we're this is our current planet that we're on, but we actually like colonized Mars already. We colonized fucking like Pluto and Uranus and Neptune and all of them, and yep. just we where just, we're at right now. Moved on. Yep to the next inhabitable planet. And here, fucking Elon Musk is trying to go backwards. <laughs> yep. And that's a whole nother subject. Right, right. He's a whole nother subject. I saw an NFT the other day and it was a gif of Elon Musk's face and then it splits apart and it becomes a fucking android. Yep. That was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's he's playing both sides. Mm-hmm. If he's an alien, he knows that we're going to be taken over by AI and he's trying to inhabit the next planet because he's trying to play both sides. <laughs> yeah. He knows where the money is going. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we should do another episode on the Great Awakening map. We should, because that's that's a, that's a whole that's a whole another. Uh, that is a whole another episode for sure. <laughs> that's I'm like, dude, we can talk for days. I love it. I know it's crazy. We're almost to three hours. Doesn't even feel like it, but <laughs> I'm like, dang, where'd the time go? We're in the dark. <laughs> Time does not exist. Uh, <laughs> Time does not exist. We we can end it. That's that's cool because we have we have covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I'm just thinking that might be a lot of editing for you if you're gonna edit. I'm not gonna edit. I'm just okay. Gonna, I'm just gonna throw it straight <laughs> on. I don't care. I can still talk. So it's up to you. No, that's that's the best part about my interpretation of a podcast is literally just throwing it out there, like. This is real time. This is really going on. This is thoughts manifesting. This is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and that that was the whole basis of this podcast is literally just, just talking and just spitting shit out, man. Just being real, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, there's no editing at all. I just, I just throw it on. Love it. And, um, Yeah, we started on shapeshifters. We talked about star seeds. <laughs> we talked about the stars, the Lima, all of it, and just we talked about the basic. Basically, we talked about the Great Awakening map. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I mean, if we, if we want to do a Great Awakening map next episode, we can. I could just I could do this for days. So I feel like we should totally just like. Crossed <laughs> off the topics we've talked about on this damn map. Yeah. I do want to bring some more guests on that are just, you know, more focused on, I don't know, their experiences, you know, ghosts yeah. and um, 
spirituality, tarot, whatever, like literally whatever. Like I said, this is open game. That's why I called it dinner table stories because it's like, dude, there's no, there's not fighting at the dinner table, man. Like if we're, if like, let's, let's pretend we're like brothers, you know, and we're just, it's like, I can't hate you. You're my brother, (laughs) you know, right? Like, like if it's uh, a family dinner and we're just talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's all open game. And that's that that was the basis of this too, because my family in general, we're all we're all so different. I have uh three younger sisters and we're all so fucking different. Mm-hmm. So to be able to come together and be like, Well, you're my brother, I can't, you know, can't hate you, I can't you know discredit you it's we're just we're at the dinner table man you know what i mean like we're just we're just talking yeah so anything's open that that was the whole basis of this podcast is everything's just open that reminds me of uh all my relations the saying all my relations and how some people consider, including me, consider that to be all my relations, human, animal, spirit, and star. The perspectives, I do, I do believe we all are all the creator experiencing itself at one time mm-hmm. <clears throat> in different perspectives, good or bad, you know? So I thought I thought it went very well. <laughs> we just kind of went off, and that's that's what I that's what I wanted. That's what I like. Bro, just, just spitting it out. <laughs> Been able to hear some real shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope no one's taking fucking like shrooms or anything and listening to this. They're gonna have a crazy ass like. I would. Sun's gone. What the fuck? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm all about shrooms, dude. I I would fucking, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. I'll be the first one. I'll let you know how it goes. Make <laughs> me record it on another podcast episode. <laughs> you know what, dude, you know what's crazy is shrooms are actually legal here now. I can buy them through my dispensary. Nice. So. <laughs> That's on the Great Awakening map. Yeah. No, I could literally buy psychedelics and I've done it, dude. Do you know what? Last time I did shrooms, I fucking listened to uh, the Thoth tablets <laughs> mm-hmm. all night. And that was that, nice. was, that was pretty intense. <laughs> right. That was pretty intense, but it was good. It was good. It wasn't bad. It was like, I don't know. I had and I had the craziest dreams. I've had the craziest dreams on shrooms, like the craziest. Mm-hmm. I even had a dream that I was going around taking shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. So ridiculous. It was like Halloween, but everyone was passing out shrooms. <laughs> 
That's going to be the future. Watch. So good. So good. Oh, man. But yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess we can end it. Um, yeah, we'll do it again. I just, I'm, I'm going to keep this going, man. Like I said, it's just, it's just open talk. It's just kind of spitting whatever yeah. we're feeling out. You know what I mean? Because I, I, again, to, to sum it up, I do believe that's just our perspectives and our thoughts really kind of create our reality. So it's nice to know where it comes from. You know what I mean? And I don't care if you're a Buddhist, a Christian, a Satanist, it, it all kind of comes down to the same fucking shit, man. <laughs> Earth is chaos. Earth is chaos. Yeah. That I've, I've always believed that. <laughs> Earth is chaos. And um, we're just trying to live the experience because, like I said, I guess bliss gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, satisfying my need to talk about skinwalkers. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, we we can do more too because I think we kind of diverted a lot, which is which is okay because that's yeah. kind of the thing. But <laughs> but um, yeah, we can we can do it again. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thank you. Huh? Bye. <laughs>